Welcome to the Liberty Block. This is Elliot Axelman. For our short podcast and video today, we published an article yesterday about COVID and kids, pediatric coronavirus, especially focusing on mortality, because even I didn't realize this, and I've been writing articles for months now about COVID statistics and all that, and I did not realize just how few deaths there were from the statistics among children measured by uh, under 17 or 19 or 18 or 21 according to some sources i believe because the media the paranoia media and the elite politician political media complex has been pushing down our throats the statistics of cases that's why harwood calls it a case demic because they focus on cases hundreds of thousands of kids have gotten it yeah hundreds of thousands of kids get tons of viruses and bacteria and other illnesses but how many have actually died so we wrote an article yesterday with a whole lot of statistics. We have around 30 sources, most of which come from generally the uh, CDC, New England Journal of Medicine, American Academy of Pediatrics, more CDC statistics, uh, quoting CDC directors, quoting uh, chairman of the immunology departments at university medical centers and all that. Right? So, and then we go into some other uh, talking about immunity. So real quick, how many people died of COVID? How many children under 18? however they measure children in the last year, throughout 2020 or for the whole uh, pandemic, so from or late 2019 through the beginning of 2021. The best data I could find is the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, has a chart that says that as of February, so as of a few days ago, 241 children, and depending on the state, it's measured by under 17 or under 19, so it's a wash. 18, I guess, is the average. 241 total children have died of COVID in total. So that's around maybe 200 or maybe less per year. Okay. And that's keeping taking into account that the numbers are tremendously inflated. We published an article with, I think, thousands, maybe a million sources total. If you look at all the lists of sources and all the sources within, within the sources, explaining why the numbers are inflated by, by thousands, a figure of thousands. So maybe thousands times less are actually attributed to COVID. We have, I just remind, reminded myself of the uh, CDC statistics saying around 94% of COVID-19 deaths were among those with like comorbidities, other illnesses. Almost nobody dies of just COVID. If you die of COVID, it's because you also had, you know, lung disease and heart disease or cancer or um, some other, you know, serious disease. So nearly, nearly no one died of just COVID. They have comorbidities. I assume it's the same with the kid. I just spoke to another person who said, yeah, a lot of the kids, maybe the majority of kids who died had super duper severe illnesses. But anyway, let's go with the figure of 241 or the AAP in November said that it was only 133 kids died of COVID. So, well, even when we're going with 240 died of COVID in the US in the last year and a half. All right, well, the flu killed a comparable number in 2018, in 2019, every flu season, 188. So 188 is probably right around where COVID kills per year. Because remember, 241 is total COVID deaths throughout beginning of 20, you know, beginning of this pandemic through 2021. According to the AAP, the CDC does not seem to track it. I just checked the uh, Johns Hopkins website, which has been a, a very popular source for paranoia. I mean, for um, coronavirus statistics. And I stumbled upon another article by Washington Post focusing on the death of one child, which in medicine and statistics we call anecdote, not evidence. And it was 
talking about how sad the, the child's family was, and I'm sure they were. One death is a tragedy, but many are a statistic. Exactly. So you have a lot of statistics here. So around 100 to 200 kids died total of COVID. I'm sure I, I would guess 99.9% .9 of them had known underlying illnesses like super severe stage four cancer or congenital heart disease or uh, lung disease like CF. That would be my guess. And then the other 1% would have a, a known genotype or phenotype that was uh, gave them a high proclivity for developing complications of any lung virus. Anyway, does anything kill more than 200 kids per year? Oh, yeah. Lots of things. Let's uh, go to the chart here. Oh, here it is. And this is compiled by New England Journal of Medicine in 2018. I think it looked at the year 2016, but I mean, this is what they, they assume is average for every year, and it looks like it's average. But this happened, in, this they published in 2018, the New England Journal of Medicine. We have a chart here. 274 children die every year, die per year of chronic lower respiratory disease. This, I assume, would be the big uh, CF, cystic fibrosis, or other uh, pulmonary fibrosis, other types of issues like that. And it's been my experience as well that a lot of kids are born with that and they have horrible luck and they die or they get a lung transplant and then they need another one a few years later because CF kills their lungs, right? 340 children, so definitely more than COVID. COVID, the high estimate is 241 total. 340 children die per year of fire slash burns, according to NEJM. 340. So if we shut down the whole economy, shut down society, shut down the world, force kids to wear masks and never interact with any kids ever again, not go to school or go to virtual school, destroy their childhoods for 100 or 200 deaths, we should definitely flip society on its head for something that kills 340 children per year, and that's fires slash burns. What we should do is make fire illegal ban fire, just not let people have, have a, a matches or lighters anymore. Definitely ban smoking, because a lot of fires in homes start from cigarettes being put down, and they, they start a fire. What else starts fire is stoves. Let's ban stoves, too. Let's force kids to wear the highest level of fire protection, PPE, whatever that is, whatever firefighters wear. Let's make children wear that 24-7 so they don't die. We could save 340 lives. Because if you think about it, if you look at any uh, public policy, what you have to look at, the factors you look at, most important factors are maximum risk and mass maximum reward or cost benefit, whatever you want to call it. What's the maximum cost and the maximum uh, benefit? With COVID, because on the highest estimates with massively inflated numbers, it kills 100 to 200 kids per year. The maximum benefit, if we can totally eliminate COVID by making them wear masks and all this great stuff that totally works, let's we can save 100 or 200 kids per year. That's the maximum benefit. You can't go above that, right? because that's the maximum. If we get rid of COVID, we can save only 200 lives because that's all COVID can take per year. If we eliminate fires, the potential is greater, 340. And then look at the cost. What's the cost of this? I don't know. Let's see. What's the cost of this? According to CDC director, that's the United States Government Center for Disease Control, CDC director, Robert Redfield. Quote, we're seeing, sadly, far greater suicides now than we are deaths from COVID. We're seeing far greater deaths from drug overdose that are above excess than we had as background, than we are seeing deaths from COVID." End quote. Wow. Ooh. So the cost is pretty big. It's actually bigger than the benefit, just right there from 
a CDC director a few months ago saying we're seeing already more deaths from uh, suicide, drug overdoses, than from actual COVID among children. Interesting. Anyway, going on. 340 children die from fire burns every year. Heart disease, mostly congenital heart disease among kids, I assume. 599 kids die in a year. Oh, there's another one for congenital anomalies. I don't know if these, this means congenital heart diseases or other congenital anomalies. Anomalies not included in the congenital heart defects or uh, CF. But anyway, that's 979. Oof, even at the high estimate, that's almost know, four times the amount that die from COVID at the highest estimate from congenital anomalies. Can we ban that? Similarly, 982 deaths in a year among children from drug overdose slash poisoning. Right there, let's ban all drugs. If we need to do everything 100% in the world, regardless of what liberties are eliminated, if we have to do everything to eliminate COVID because it killed too many kids, we have to eliminate all drugs and all potential poisons, which includes a lot of uh, household cleaners and, and uh, I think, antifreeze and, and all sorts of drugs and anything that can be poisonous to kids. Let's ban all of it. 995 children in a year die from drowning. Let's ban pools, ban all water, make water illegal, ban pools. Pools are extremely dangerous. And let's make children, like in that South Park episode, make children walk around with water wings, those inflatable things on their arms, or maybe a, a tube or a life vest 24-7 because they could drown. Clearly, drowning is four times or five times or ten times more likely to kill them than COVID. And they wear a mask, so they should wear a life vest. Same thing. 1,430. Ooh, this is already like 10, 14 times or eight times as many deaths on COVID. Suffocation, which I guess is suffocation slash choking. 1,430 children die a year from choking to death. A few days ago, I was reminded of something I saw. I was at a, a lecture, a small EMS lecture for CME in New York at some Valley Fire Department, maybe it was Forest Hills Valley, and uh, the guy who came to speak, I don't know if it was the inventor or just a salesman, I don't even remember, it was a long time ago, of the uh, Life Vac. So Life Vac, like vacuum. And it's this device that essentially could save a life of a kid or anyone who's choking. Um, and I recently saw it on Amazon, and I'm like, maybe I'll buy it. It's 80 bucks, it's a lot, but maybe I'll buy it because unlike the Heimlich or Backslaps or whatever, which, which I think very, very rarely works, it's just the, the process, it, it, you have to shove up their diaphragm, which is very difficult. And at max, it gets a tiny bit of the functional reserve volume, maybe, or a tiny bit of volume up to cough, like a forceful cough. It doesn't work very well. This life vac essentially has a one-way valve, so it can't push it in, but it can push the bullets out. It sucks it out. It's like uh, those plungers with the uh, thing. And yeah, it has a face mask seal, and it's a, a vacuum plunger. It's just those two pieces, very simple. And it, it takes max, humongous amount of suction, unlike a suction device, a medical suction, tremendous force and it suctions out anything in their lung. So if something is stuck in their trachea or in one of their main stem bronchi, it'll it'll totally pull it out. So it's an awesome device. If it were less than 80 bucks, I'd buy it right now. It's 80 bucks, but I'm still considering buying it, but that would save a lot of lives. Let's mandate that every single household with a child under 10 years old has one of those. Let's mandate it. Or better yet, let's tax people because we love taxing people, and let's give that every household with a child a life back for free. The potential benefit is 1,430 lives saved. If we are willing to end the world, totally flip, and everyone admits that we're flipping the world, new normal, you know, great reset, all that, a whole new normal, making kids wear masks forever. If we're willing to do that, 
to save a maximum of 100 to 200 kids, according to the most statist paranoid sources, AAP, CDC, NEJM, whatever, to save 1,430 lives, potentially. Think about it. If we can eliminate all deaths from choking by having this life back, which I think, if you're nearby, it, I assume, I don't know if it works 100% of the time or 90, but we can save a lot of these lives. The maximum benefit, meaning the upside, if you're an investor, the potential upside is phenomenal. The potential downside is not as big as what we're currently doing because the downside to you know destroying kids because of current fascism is quite large. So that's 1430 going up to 1853. Malignant neoplasm, which means cancer. So obviously 1800 kids die per year. I'm surprised it's not higher from cancer. Can we end cancer? I don't know. I mean, a million things cause cancer. It's very complicated, but... We can ban cigarettes, which I, I've called for for years. If we're going to ban any one substance in the, universe, in the universe, it should be cigarettes and alcohol. Those are probably the two most damaging substances in the universe overall in totality as far as, uh, you know, cancer, other diseases, liver disease, brain disease, stroke, heart disease, lung disease, all the various forms of cancers, um, alcohol causing abuse and this and that and suicide and drugs. So if we got rid of alcohol and, and cigarettes, if we ban them both, we would save more lives than you know, anything else. Okay, moving on to 3,000 deaths per year. 3,143, firearm-related injury. Yep, plenty of kids mistakenly get into the daddy's gun, pull the trigger, and kill themselves, very sadly. 3,000. If you support fascism, you support banning all guns because the potential benefit is 15 to 30 times that of the potential benefit of ending COVID for kids. All right, 4,074 kids die in motor vehicle crashes. Let's make it. Let's either ban all cars or make it illegal to transport any child under 16 years old or under 100 pounds in a car. We'd save 4,000 lives. The potential benefit is tremendous. Let's do it. Let's get legislation passed. I will send an email as soon as I get a chance. I got them into work, but I'm going to send an email as soon as I do get a chance to the senators, who's that, Hassan, Shaheen for New Hampshire, and um, whoever the uh, congressmen are, uh, Pappas, Porter, whatever, Custer. I'll send them all emails saying, let's sponsor legislation. And yes, I'm being dead serious. Ban all cars or make it illegal to, to transport a kid in a car if they're under well, maybe 10, 12 years old or under 100 pounds because 4,000 die. So if we can eliminate all motor vehicle crash deaths of children, the potential benefit is 4,000 lives saved per year. The maximum potential benefit of ending COVID deaths in children is, according to the most massively overinflated, overcounting statistics, is 241 on the high side, right? Now, I wish I had more time. I would get into the whole uh, hygiene hypothesis, which ironically is not really a hypothesis anymore because I think, unlike with global warming and other um, faux science, I think it's actually a consensus. I think all people from what I've seen in the science, in medicine, in immunology, agree that children or everyone should be exposed to pathogens to build up their immune system. And from even the movie Bubble Boy, which I guess came out decades ago, where a boy is... For, I forget the backstory. I assume he has some immune, immunodeficiency, but his uh, mom kept him in a little bubble his whole life, and he never developed an immune system. Then he went outside of the bubble, and, and I guess he was exposed to pathogens, which is not good. I don't remember the movie. I think I only saw one clip of it. But anyway, the bubble, bubble boy theory is that if you're never exposed to a pathogen, you'll have no acquired immunity, meaning other than what your mom gave you in a womb and from vaccines, which, which can help, which is also acquired immunity. You... If you're not ever exposed to any bacteria, viruses, uh, fungi, protozoa, whatever, um, you will not have a very well-functioning immune system. Now, can vaccines totally replace exposure? I don't know. I'm not an immunologist. I wouldn't claim to be. But I think it's pretty 
widely accepted, I dare say the word consensus, that children should be exposed. And I have, in the article, we linked to a lot of, a lot of um, immunologists, other doctors, pediatricians saying, yeah, maybe we went too far with over-sanitizing our kids and drowning them in antibacterial soap. Maybe let them play in the mud. In fact, when the dog licks their face, just that's fine. Don't even worry about it. Don't clean them on their mouth. It's fine. They need to be exposed to pathogens. Don't throw them into an African jungle without any shots. Don't, you know, inject them with, with HIV or anything crazy, but they need to be exposed to pathogens, exposure, so that they can develop immune systems, and then they can, you know, learn to go through life. It makes them stronger, being exposed to things. So that's something that, other than me, I've, I haven't heard anyone talk about it in the world. No politicians, no libertarians, no conservatives, no anarchists, no medical professionals, no politicians. No one's talking about th th we have to look at the balance. There's a balance. Everyone admits there's a balance of we need to expose everyone, especially kids, to pathogens, but also we shouldn't expose them to all the most dangerous things in the universe within a span of one minute, right? Spread it out, maybe. And vaccines have a role in there, maybe. There's a balance there. Th there's some balance of they need some exposure. Now that every child is living on hand sanitizer and antibacterial soaps, and not and purposely avoiding all pathogens. Now, do the masks work or not? I think overall, for a lot of reasons, they don't work, especially because it's not an N5, it's cloth masks, which is essentially like a, a lingerie or a lace panties on their mouth, which doesn't really block much. But if it did block much, so either it's bad or it's bad, because if it works, then they're not being exposed to pathogens, meaning their immune systems are getting weak, and as soon as they take the mask off, whenever Fauci allows for it, which could be in the next few decades, if I'm being optimistic, then they'll be exposed and, and they'll get hit by a massive load of, of viruses and bacteria that their immune system will be too weak to handle. But if, if it doesn't work, then they're being exposed to COVID. If it does work, then they're hurting their immune system. So it's kind of a lose-lose, if you ask me. But just going from there to the, the sanitizer of kids being sanitized by their parents 24-7, living on antibacterial soap and sanitizer 24-7. We saw what happened to the sanitizer market. We all predicted that. You know, now sanitizer is a thousand times as expensive. Thank God Walmart still has some for like five bucks, but it used to be like a dollar, right? Uh, but speaking of that, someone told me, I forget who it was or if she was talking about her daughter or some other baby, but she said she saw a baby. It's, this is so like Orwellian and just, just creepy. You know how everyone is walking around and they're putting their hand below that automatic? Most sanitizer dispensers are automatic. And they go under it and, you know, you get it and then you uh, sanitize your hands if you're watching a video. You put your hand under the sanitizer and then you, you rub your hands together and you sanitize your hands. Which, again, I've been doing, by the way, I at work have been carrying a sanitizer on my belt loop so that I don't have to go into my, my pockets with dirty hands from patients um, or from touching even dirtier things like an ambulance. Um, I had a sanitizer on my belt loop so I can have it outside and just touch it and go right there, flip open the cap with a fingernail and sanitize my hands. I did that my whole career for like, you know, a few, at least a few years before COVID. So I've been doing that forever. So I'm a bigger fan of sanitizer than, than most people, but now people are paranoid so that they're living on sanitizer and they're probably hurting their skin, which opens themselves up to infection, ironically, but also they're, just, they're, they're killing off way too much bacteria and viruses. So anyway, going back to this dystopian story, because this, you know, baby's toddlers mimic what they see adults do, this baby was going around to, to everything, not knowing what's a sanitizer dispenser on a wall, everything and putting her hand under it like everything like putting her hand under and then like kind of rubbing her hands together with nothing on it but rubbing her hands together like to, just to mimic the adults because she wants to be an adult because that's what babies do um it's just dystopian like that kids are growing up thinking that the most important thing in the universe is like sanitizer like instead of mimicking adults like my niece mimicked her parents and adults by like blowing their nose she would take a tissue 
as, she, as soon as she could walk and get to a tissue box, she would take a tissue, touch it to her nose, and then put it in the garbage, because that's what she saw us do. She didn't really use the tissue, but touched it to her nose. But they, they mimic adults. Instead of mimicking adults in, you know, talking and walking and playing and, and uh, reading and, and blowing their nose with a tissue, they're mimicking adults by, by doing the one ultimate religion, which is sanitizer. It's just, that struck me as dystopian. I don't know if that's just me or not. So that's kind of where we're at. It's just the, and just the traumatization of children. There were some stories. I don't even have time to look. So I'm running back and forth to work, and I'm too busy. But th there are a lot of stories I've heard personally, but also I read of children who are being told. And again, children are more impressionable. Me, if you tell me I'm going to die from COVID, I'll tell you to go f yourself, or I'll laugh at you. Um, but children are really convinced. And, and some other friend told me. They were in, it was either them or, or, you know, a story that they heard a child who, darn, I, I don't know if it was a, a doctor or a dentist or something, you know, like a doctor said, hey, you know, lower your mask so I can look in your mouth or something. And the child didn't want to because they were afraid because for the last year, their parents have convinced them that if they lower their mask for an instant, they're going to fucking die. And that is traumatization. That's PTSD. We have a bunch of articles up here about PTSD. That's what PTSD is. You're convincing five-year-olds, three-year-olds, eight-year-olds that if they lower their mask for an instant, they're going to die. They're going to catch COVID and they're going to die. And they're going to kill their friends. Making them live with that guilt. Making them guilty that they're going to kill others and kill themselves if they lower their mask for an instant. Sick. In any other normal world, besides Earth, any other universe, this would be considered torture. Maybe even child abuse. And this is sick, what we're doing to our kids. Are parents to blame? I don't know. They also have lives. They're being influenced by the people they trust. Politicians, leaders, media. But we're all being fed a lie. We just saw the numbers. According to the AAP, American Academy of Pediatrics, the highest estimate is 241 total deaths in COVID over the last 15 months. 241. What did we say? 900? So... Three or four times that amount. Die from drowning, drug overdose, poisoning, congenital anomalies. 340 die from fire or burns. 4,000 die in motor vehicle crashes. Are new parents nervous about putting their kids in their cars and driving? I don't know. Maybe some are, but are we flipping the world upside down? This would be the equivalent to, to like I said, not allowing the transport of any child under uh, 100 pounds in a vehicle. That would be the level of disruption. And that would disrupt your lives, wouldn't it, parents? That's the level of dis disruption we're doing when we force kids to wear masks, not letting them see faces, not letting them play with other kids. This is sick. This is effed up stuff, guys. This gets me pretty angry. So I gotta run. So I have to get back to work, actually. So let me know what you think in the comments. I'm looking forward to your thoughts on this. If someone wants me to debate me on this, please be my guest. I've asked hundreds of people over the last year to debate me on any of this stuff, and, and no one has accepted. One person accepted and then backed out. So no one's accepted my invitation to debate. I'd love to debate anyone, um, someone medical, political, otherwise. doesn't matter to me. Let me know. Check out libertyblock.com for more, and have a great day. Thank you.